Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 115. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. This is the Season 3 opener, Liberation Day. Following the Dominion's retreat from Tarsonis, Imogen and Lily travel the sector to take care of follow-up business, delivering the resocialized soldier Frank to a new life, and sharing the damning recording of Minsk with three concerned parties, journalist Kate Lockwell, revolutionary leader Jim Rayner, and Queen of Blades, Sarah Kerrigan. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Note, this arc features Ted, who appeared previously in our unrecorded pilot. If you're curious about the events discussed, read the narrative write-up of that story on our website. Stay tuned after the episode for a special announcement. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So as I recall, you had already made the jump to warp, hyper, whateverness. We never determined what that is in this universe. It's not important. And we're en route back to Korhal, I believe. Yes, but I don't want to be on Korhal when I make certain illegal calls. Okay, you'd like to make those calls en route? I would prefer to. Well, let's do that then. Which calls would you like to make? Who's calling who? Who wants to make a potentially illegal call? Lily never makes illegal calls. Lily's calls are all uh, above board. She's she's not a criminal. I'm pretty sure Lee June is a wanted criminal in the Dominion. Oh, I forgot that she wanted to call Lee June. But she's not on Korhal. I was going to wait till we were on Narsar. Yeah. Ah. I think calling Aiden first makes sense. Okay. Uh, you got to either burn your last catalyst or do some... Mechanics, knowledge, Zerg, something. I acquired Zerg parts. You have Zerg parts, yes. You'll need to integrate them into your Zerg radio. I feel this is a good combination of my skills as both a medic and a mechanic. You may or may not care about this, or Imogen may or may not know this, but I did take another point in knowledge Zerg, another rank. The fact that we need to call Aiden and deal with Queen of Blades stuff, that's crew-related. We both upset the Queen of Blades by stealing her cerebrate, and we both want to have her not angry at us. And I know that Lily knows a lot about Zerg, so I feel like the whole radio setup. I, I think Frank is uh, given my room, and uh, while he is not out here, he's still very much recovering. Yes, so I wait till uh, he's uh, you know taking a nap or whatever, close him up in my room. And then I would ask Lily's assistance for trying to get this radio working again. Okay. I would like an average knowledge Zerg check then, Lily. So you oh, can use my intelligence and your ranks. So I have two ranks, and then what does that do? I've got three intelligence. Okay. So you'll have two yellows and a green. All right. Two successes. Okay. Yeah, you've got some nice creep and some other sort of generic Zerg parts that you think you can keep this heart pumping for a little while. Uh, it still will require some sort of Zergy fuel source. For now, you're fine. But if you want to use it in the future. So do I need a mechanics check? You do need a mechanics check, yes, to like use that knowledge. It'll be an average mechanics check. Uh, and you get two blue dice for having this equipment and this successful knowledge. Okay. Well, I am not a natural mechanic. So I'm going to take my forward advantages and failure. You are able to get a message through, but not receive. Okay. There's some problem like on the speaker end or something. Like there's a connection going through for a little bit. So this broadcast starts the same way as like his previous one did? Yes. Brother, I hope you're the one who's listening. Uh, I can't hear you. I can only send. But we found what Minsk was looking for. It was an adjunct that had a recording of... Uh, of him arranging for the Zerg to be unleashed on Tarsonis all those years ago. It's, uh, it's pretty damning. I don't know where the adjunct itself is, but I have a copy of the recording. And I'm going to look to get it in the hands of those what can get it out. Is that good enough for your lady friend? Let me know. 
Okay. That is the message that you send out. And you've uh, you've sort of taxed this Zerg uh, device maybe in a few days or something. You can give it another try. If this was just a regular radio, I, I imagine it would be sparking, but it's a Zerg radio, so... Uh, it's exhaling disgusting smelling gases. Okay. Like, some of it's Vespane, some of it's you're not sure what. It's like, it's wheezing, if you can imagine a radio doing such a thing. All right. <laughs> then I'll I'll put it away. <laughs> and I'll try to amp up our air cir- recirculation. <laughs> yeah, give me uh, an average mechanics check. Can I use my toolkit? Yes, you can. Two successes and advantage for getting our atmospherics. Okay, yes, you are able to fix the atmospherics up. Get that smell out of here. You might want to replace the filters on your science vessel soon, but it's holding up pretty well. Okay. Lily, you wanted to talk to Lee June, or were you just going to go visit her in person? Actually, I wanted to try... What did I try before? I just tried to turn on the adjutant. Can I actually try to decrypt it myself? You can attempt that, yes. You know it's... You think it's going to be difficult, but certainly you can try such a thing. You should go through all of your pockets looking for post-it notes of potential passwords. (laughs) I push my RFID tag closer. Yeah. Oh, Lex had a question about adjutants and their downstate. Do they pay attention to the people in a room? Because the ones I've seen video footage of, some of them seem to kind of be like floating there. Does the thing like watch? If it's on, like it responds to people that are around. And it could be set to, like, record certain things. The one you have is like, well, it's not pulled out of a wreck, but it's generally deactivated. So when it's off, does it look like it's looking at you, or does it look like it's asleep? It's just, like, a lifeless mannequin. Okay. I was saying that if it looked like it was looking at you, Lily might actually face it to her unconsciously because she's so used to being watched and Snowball's gone. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to try to decrypt it. It is three purples with two blacks of security because you wanted to make sure your files were safe. Yeah, because I succeeded when I did it, huh? Perhaps. Uh, You do have two story points available. That's true. Then we don't even have to hit up Lee June if I can do this myself. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a flashback. Okay. I think this is a flashback to your time in Cerberus, maybe a couple days before you were delivering this adjutant. Uh, it must be a flashback of you, like, setting up the encryption. Like, I need to make sure that no one gets in here. Not even myself. You're like, no, Confederate codes are no good. That's not going to be enough. It's got to be something I come up with myself. Yeah. It would be really funny if there's nothing that secure on here. <laughs> After all of that. Lily's favorite recipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a normal report. Yeah. Oh, one advantage. Okay. You think, like, you start to remember, like, as you're, like, at there typing, like, parts of the the code that went into it, but you, you don't have any of the details. It was something you definitely invented, not, like, on the spot. Okay. But it was something you came up with that was somehow meaningful to you. So the next time you slash you and Lee June try to break into this, uh, you will get a blue die. Okay. But that may- means there may be some clues somewhere. It's possible there are clues somewhere, if you could find them. Okay, but I have no idea. Just a, a vague feeling, like part of the flashback lingers on for a second. Okay, if she'll help me. That is true. Y'all did not leave on the best of terms, but... We dealt with her since then. Yeah, and it's been a while. Okay, I think we can zoom forward to Core Hall. I don't want to call Jimmy from Core Hall. I'll get yelled at. Do you want to call him from Deep Space? I want to call him and not, like, say anything compromising, but... Call him sufficiently to arrange a place that we can talk. Okay. You put in a call, you actually get his voicemail. That's fine. He's a busy man. You did not know he had a voicemail. He has been known to answer while in the middle of military action, but now that I'm in his call log, he can look and be like, oh, it's her again. Maybe he's on on another line. (laughs) Yeah, you just get a busy signal. You know. (laughs) All right. I leave a message for Jimmy and I say, this is Imogen. I've acquired something from the former capital that might be useful for you to broadcast around. And I want to arrange to meet you somewhere reasonably safe where I can play it for you. Send me a message. 
call me back or leave word with Joey. I'll be on his planet before too long. I leave it at that. Okay. That sounds good. I mean, I told my parents they could send mail to me to Joey Ray's, so I'm, I'm sure it's okay for Jim Rayner to leave messages for me there. I mean, Joey Ray, he's, you know, he's the local business executive postmaster. There's just a whole bunch of little cubby holes behind the bar. Yep. Okay. Frank slash Mervin is hanging in there. He kind of like, he comes out, he shares meals with you guys, but he's a little unsteady. Like maybe being cooped up isn't the best for him. Uh, but it, it takes, what did I say, like a day or a day or two or something to... Yeah, it, it wasn't very long. It wasn't super long, but it feels like a long time to, for him. And like you're going to Core Hall, but he's he's not comfortable going like down on planet. Right, but he insisted that his cat... Mr. Snuggles. Mr. Snuggles was necessary before we establish a new life for him on Marsara. Yes. Were we supposed to make him an ID or something? You attempted like the papers to like try to make it look like he was released and those didn't work. And so at that point we were going to say that you were going to make a fake ID for him as just a completely new person. Right. Yeah. So you have time to do that while you're here as well. That will be uh, hard. Three purples and one black skullduggery. If you have a knack for skullduggery, that might be helpful. I'm not a criminal. I, I'm a natural. <laughs> I don't have a knack for it. So we'll see. I might be using that here in a second. Oh, one success and three threats. Okay. So, question. Yes. She's using her own ID Ooh. as a partial model here. Does, does anything bad happen to it? I was going to say you're like ID making equipment. You managed to break it. But the I thought that like you damage your own ID in some way. Well, like it's pretty old. She's had it for a while. It could just be like, you know, the lamination is coming off now and like Yeah. I do think your own ID, which is also fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, you do manage You break your, your own ID. So then I have to make my own ID again? Uh, you'll have to make a, a new one for that. And I feel like this happens, like, very shortly before you're arriving at Coral. Okay. Well, let's hope I don't need my ID. Guess you shouldn't try to buy any beer. I'll have to get somebody to buy me beer. Someone? I don't know who would buy you beer. <laughs> well... If he survived. That's true. He just had to survive another couple days. Yeah. You guys get to Core Hall. Mervin tells you he had a flat in such and such district. That's where he kept his cat. But he was a cat that often, like, lived outdoors. So he gives you, like, a very detailed description of Mr. Snuggles. So nobody was watching Mr. Snuggles like Mr. Snuggles was spending for himself? Uh, he says, like, last night, remember, which is very hazy... I didn't exactly have a lot of time to prepare to leave. Because um, I don't think you know much about Frank slash Mervin from before he was re-socialized. Is that correct? Mainly what I know is what I read in the journals of what he wanted himself to be able to remember. Right. That definitely included that he had a cat and like maybe that he had aspirations to be like a shop owner or something like that. It was very um, quotidian, like just he had wanted a normal life. Right. Yeah, yeah, he says, yeah, I had this cat, just had a flat, I had, I, know, I was trying to put together a, like, a metal shop, and, well, you know, like, find artisanal wares. Like, he's, he's remembering some things, but he's still very shaky, and just has a, a hard time holding it together, holding a conversation for more than, like, a few sentences, uh, induces a lot of stress in him. Okay, I think reading surface level thoughts is a thing that I would attempt. Okay. In attempt, does he, like... Are there thoughts there that I can pull out that he can't articulate? Ah, okay. I think that's a good idea. Because it might be that he can picture like what his shop looked like or... Right, right. Or there's some distinctive like metal work that is in the yard or whatever. We have one threat on a psionic activity, but we have a triumphant success. Okay, you will take two strain going into this rather than... Better than a nosebleed, like you break out in like a horrible sweat. You know, it's an improvement, you think. This is a new day? Yes, so whatever strain you were down before, don't worry about it. Uh, so you su triumphantly succeeded. Yes, you actually do... Like, you get a visual image of what must have been his, like, metal shop. Clearly, it's not his metal shop, because it says... That there's, like, someone else's name in front of it. Vito's. But you get, like, an image of him, like, looking in a mirror. And he's, like, the apprentice or whatever. Okay. 
in the the artisanal metal shop. Fancy things like that. Yeah, like he verbalizes like the sector of the city that it was in. This gives you a very clear visual and you have the triumph. Yeah, you like you can see the address even. Okay. So you know exactly where his shop is. Because they made it out of fancy metal. Yeah, they made it out of fancy metal. Uh, the shop does need a name though. I was originally going to go with Vito, but then I wasn't sure if it should be art. So like arts, artisanal metals. But I think maybe I'll stick with Vito. Vito? Yeah. So yeah, if it's still open, that would probably be the good place to start for trying to find Mr. Snuggles. Okay. And so it's got a kind of like junkyard type yard. There's definitely a junkyard back to it. The front actually looks sort of nice and it's in sort of like a merchant part of town. Okay. Like it's a shopping center. It's not a super fancy place, but it's trying to be fancy. Okay. So it's keeping its supplies and everything like that in the rear instead of in the front. Correct. It is full, though. Like, sort of like you go to an antique shop. Oh, uh, okay. It's crammed, packed of stuff. Uh, yes, you guys are able to land, though, uh, without any trouble. You have your own ships. You don't have to deal with lots of customs and other things. But if you get into any trouble, you know, you don't have an ID. That could be a pickle. Yeah. But who would get into trouble? I'm not the good one at lying, but it's the truth. I broke my ID. <laughs> I broke it. It's ruined. Yeah, you broke it because it's made out of cardboard. What is this? <laughs> uh, so, Imogen, are you going like straight there? Lily, are you going with like Durian and the all the Dominion forces are not back yet. It's probably going to take them another day, or it might be later today. They might be able to go faster than you guys were. But I think I'd ask Lily to come with me because Lily's good at handling animals. That is true. And. Um... She might be better able than I am to actually locate Mr. Snuggles. You know, and then th- that way we get it taken care of before Durian's in town. Then she can see Durian and then we can leave from our side. That sounds good. You have the address, so you can just go there. You don't have to hunt around at all. It's easy enough to look up. Uh, it's a little out of the way from where you normally go, but that's not too bad. It's a slightly nicer part of town, I guess. It is a nicer part of town than where you two lived or like where you're... The people you rescued from the slaves tended to live. But not as nice as where Grom's headquarters is? Definitely not. Grom's headquarters is like one of the central business districts. And that's also where the UNN building is? The UNN building is like the center central, like the imperial district. Okay. So it's probably in the fanciest part of town. This is like an outlying uh, shopping center, but still relatively nice. Okay. Uh, Sure enough, yes, it is Vito's Artisanal Metals. So is there an alley, like... Is there access to the back? There is, if you want. Do you want to, like, sneak around back? Or you're just casually walking, or you don't care? I would prefer to not have any contact with Terrans associated with the store. As soon as I have to start explaining why I'm looking for this cat, I have to start lying about Frank. I see, I see. So I'm trying to leave as little a trail as possible. We're just here to steal a cat, don't mind us. <laughs> yeah. And so, so my goal first is to just, you know, if we find the cat, be like, oh, this thing needs a home. Come on, little cat. Okay. He does tell you that his Mr. Snuggles' favorite food is tuna. Seems legit. Believable. <laughs> yep. So it kind of sounds like it's a cool check. You're just, I'm just in this alley for normal, totally normal reasons. There are people around. Not nearly as many in the alleyway, but. With an open can of tuna. With some tuna fish. I'm going to make a tuna sandwich in the alley. It's totally normal. We're going to have 50 cats. Potentially. Uh, one of these has got to be Mr. Snuggles or Mr. Snuggles' offspring. So there's just dis- like a montage of us presenting cats to Mervyn and being Did- like, this one? Mm-mm. This one? Mm-mm. Did we get a description of this alleged cat? Yeah. Actually, he drew a very detailed picture of Mr. Snuggles. Can he yeah. be a black and white Persian kitty? Absolutely. Because I had a kitty named Snuggles. Did you? He was a black and white Persian <laughs> kitty. Yes, he was an awesome cat. That's super cool. Okay, so I'd like an average cool check just from the group. So you don't each have to make this. You can make a combined check. Lily, what's your cool situation? I have a rank in it. All right. I have cool. one yellow die. You'll add a blue to my pool. Three advantages and success. Uh, you know what? You come here during like lunchtime. Nobody's... Nobody questions my tuna sandwich. Nobody's hanging out near the alleyway. Yeah, it's hot on uh, Korhal. It's actually kind of a desert planet, but they try to make it seem not that way in the city, but it's still hot, and the alley is shaded, so of course you duck out there. So you don't get any trouble there. You head back towards where the shop would empty out towards, and I would like a survival check. 
Is this a combined one? It can be combined, yes. So, Lily, you can use my cunning of three. That bumped me up to three yellows. You have three ranks? Yeah. Yes. So you'll have your three ranks plus Imogen's three cunning equals three yellows against... I'm going to upgrade this, a purple and a red. And you can get a blue die from having two fish. All right. Oh, three successes and a triumph. Three successes and a triumph. It's very aromatic because it's hot and we have the tuna fish. That's true. It is super hot. That uh, smell goes a long way. Triumph as well. So you definitely find Mr. Snuggles. Like It matches his description exactly. He's still got a collar. Actually, it's gotten kind of rusty, uh, like the little metal tag it looks like. But it does say M. Snuggles. Oh, it was Monsieur Snuggles. <laughs> uh, Triumph. Like, the obvious thing is that Mr. Snuggles really likes you, but I don't think that's, like, actually helpful or super relevant long-term, necessarily. Well, if it gets Mr. Snuggles to happily let us pick him up and take him along, like, unless you were planning that an hour of our adventuring would be cat wrangling. No, I was not. Okay, yes, yeah, so Mr. Snuggles... He's easily bought with tuna. <laughs> yeah, uh, not many people are bringing food to alley cats. He likes you guys. You smell like Frank. Like you were just spending a couple days with him. Uh, he does look like he's gotten a little thinner, but is in generally okay health. Uh, and yeah, he dives right into that tuna. He'll like climb right up on your shoulder. All right. Doesn't cause trouble like Snowball. Snowball really didn't cause that much trouble. That's true. <laughs> I think the existence of Snowball caused trouble more than the actual Snowball. I think it's sunshine you were thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That's true. Uh, yes, you have Mr. Snuggles in tow, so you can go back to Frank slash Merv uh, at your leisure. Yeah, I think getting the cat to him will help settle him some. What I'll ask is that Lily take the cat back to the ship, and right. then I will go into the shop. I don't want a scene with the cat in the shop, but I do want to go into the shop. Okay, well, let's do the shop while Lily's heading back to the ship. Uh, yes, uh, Vito is just coming off his lunch break. Hey, come in! You interested in some fine things? There's like, his he's got like a big beard, and it's like full of like whatever spaghetti sauce or who knows whatever he was eating. It's full of, of lunch? It's like he ate lunch, but lunch just ended up on his face. But he seems fine with this. I can make a cool check if you want. I think do make a cool check, just uh, two purples. That succeeds with an advantage. Okay. Uh, he thinks you're, you know, a, a customer. Uh, you, you look or sound, you mojin. You must be some kind of tourist or visitor. You're someone who potentially has money. My goal here is to look at the things in the shop. And if there's any that are signed by an artist name of F. Tankard, Give me a perception check. Two purples. Because while it would be good for him to have his cat to help jog his memory, I think having like a piece of artwork that he made would also help. Yep. You do not benefit from any Lily blue dice. She's too far away. Uh, it was necessary to have us not be connected to the cat. I have five successes. Yes. Uh, you're able to find a couple uh, trinkets. Affordable pieces. <laughs> Affordable pieces. Uh, totaling like 25 credits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vito is like, oh, yes, those are some of my, uh, those are some of the lesser works we have. Although I suppose they're collectible items. Is it there a set? Uh, no, 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 no. They're, uh, that was made by employee and employee left, gone, never heard from him again. So they moved on. So what makes them collectible? I just meant like that artist isn't making those things anymore. So that usually makes things more valuable. <laughs> As I said, you know, I just... He was a decent apprentice, uh, clearly still learning, though. He is not going to succeed at upsailing me. Oh, really? He's going to make a charm check. Not a negotiation check? Uh, he can make a negotiation check, sure. It's like, it's about the how much schmooze can you lay on. Yeah, well, it's all red, red, purple. Oh, right. And I'm going to use a story point to make it three reds. Oh, boy. Uh, yes, he fails with a threat. Uh, I was hoping for a despair. Yeah. He empties the cash register into your hands. No, he makes some comment about Umoja that, one, doesn't sit well with you in general, and two, is a very, like, legitimate excuse for you to be like, oh, nope, I'm done here. Yep, yep. I'll take these trinkets and go back to Umoja. Ah, uh, well, you know, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, it's just, uh... Good day to you, sir. You're not willing to fuel... They're not willing to fuel the furnaces to make metal like the... Ah, dang it. 
All right. Then I will uh, catch back up with... I probably won't be able to catch up with Lily because uh, her legs are so long. Yes. Lily gets back, you know. Normally, I think with Lily, just like she walks whatever pace Imogen is walking normally. Yeah. But Imogen's not there. Just naturally... Yeah, and she's swift, so... That is true. She's just this big, unmemorable person with a fluffy cat. Uh, you don't get any trouble. You get back to the science vessel. As soon as you get in, the door to Imogen's room opens, and, like, Frank slash Mervin is there. He's like, Mr. Snuggles! And Mr. Snuggles leaps off your shoulder onto Frank. Most affectionate cat ever. Mm-hmm. Very uncat like No, that's how Snuggles was. He would rub his face on you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of purring. He's like, he's nuzzling him. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, you haven't had a proper meal in oh, must be months, years. I don't know. You smell like tuna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he turns to you, Lily. He's like, thank, thank you so much. I, I don't know if I can ever repay you. And, and of course, and your friend Imogen for everything you've done for me. Oh, Mr. Snuggles, you're the best. I'm going to go get cat food. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's a super good idea. Uh, he really likes, uh, he gives, like, some esoteric brand of tuna. Not, like, Fancy Feast or whatever. It's not necessarily fancy, it's just very specific. Okay. Well, it's a cat. And treats? Litter? Yes, uh, thank you, thank you. I I wish I had, I don't have any credits, I'm really sorry. It's fine. Uh, I will, I will pay you, I'll pay you back somehow. Yeah, you can go out, get litter. I get my shopping list. Mr. Snuggles also gets a toy, because, you know, Ooh. every kitty needs a toy. That's true. Because Lily takes care of her friends. That's true. She and Mr. Snuggles bonded on that walk back together. It was it was a battle. Oh, I have a pink ribbon. Mr. Snuggles can play Chase the Ribbon. That's true. Yeah, but Mr. Snuggles will also get a proper cat toy. <laughs> uh, you spend 25 credits on litter, cat toys, whatever, other nice things. You don't have any trouble finding them. They are all normal items. Yeah. Uh, they're just an unusually specific brand of tuna that's available in a normal grocery store. He doesn't just eat cat food? No, it has to be. He insists that, like, it's got to be okay. this special tuna. <laughs> this is why this cat is so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but by the time you get back from that, Lily, Imogen is at her regular pace, <laughs> just returning at the same time. Okay. Short legs. I hold up the cat food. Oh, excellent. Yep, you both get back in, and sure enough, like, Frank is, like, lying down. Mr. Snuggles is, like, napping on top of him. He's like, oh, oh, you're back. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I I, I didn't properly thank you before. I don't know. If, still a little scatterbrained, but having Mr. Snuggles here, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Maybe these will also help jog your memory a little. You give him the F-tankered artisanal wares? Yes. I give him some examples of his own metalwork. Uh, he looks at it briefly like, I did some kind of metalwork, yeah. Now it's kind of hazy. I want to say... And like, he pulls up Mr. Snuggles, like, tag. He's like, I, I may, I forged this tag myself, I remember. But, yes, it was so long ago. I don't know how much I remember. But maybe Mr. Snuggles and I can find out. Maybe it's still in your muscles. You know, maybe that's true. That's, that's a lot harder to, to overwrite, I hear. It's, I don't have a way to thank you two properly, but I guess if you ever need a metallurgist, let me know and I'll see if I can remember. <laughs> you ever need something that you might not need and I might remember how to do it. And I might not be able to provide. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's like, what does a metallurgist do? She doesn't say it. Like knives? Uh, sort of. It'd be like if you wanted like a new kind of knife, like a knife that would be, I don't know, harder or sharper or lighter. Oh, now you've got Lily's attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I mean, I haven't designed a knife before, necessarily. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We still need to get you settled somewhere. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out where where to do that. Where's a safe place? Obviously, not Tarsonis. We had a thought since you said Mister Snuggles needs a dry environment. Yes, he he does like dry. And since you need to be out of the way. And that's Marsara. Marsara. What does he know about Marsara? Wasn't that planet glassed? It was, but it's recovering now. It's recovering? I don't know, isn't it kind of... Isn't this dangerous? Isn't there some sort of terrorist living there? I, I don't have a very strong memory. 
You mean like outlaws? Yeah, maybe that's another way to put it. Is what is the whole t- planet like one wild west? Now, you realize that's you now too, right? Well, but I'm not like those other I'm not like a criminal. Except I'm the victim. You're still a deserter. Except like he's got this ID. He's like, okay, technically that's true. I'm not suggesting you start a life of crime, but I'm suggesting that such an environment might be a little easier for you to lay low in. I suppose that's true. Is it safe? Is anywhere safe. It's safe-ish. Give me a charm check. Two purples. Safe. It's safe-ish. It's not a current battlefront. I succeed with two advantages. Succeed with two advantages. Like, you convince him that, like, it's sparsely populated... And it's a recovering economic zone. Plus, there's plenty of, like, salvage out in the wastes for you to get scrap metal for work in. You know, you don't mention the Zerg presence. No. I don't draw attention to that. Yeah, you, you sell him on it sufficiently. That is, like, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, we, we can give it a try. Uh, get down there, start a new life. Uh, Mr. Snuggles is going to need a new name, too. Just Snuggles? Mr. S. Mr. S, there we go. That just makes him misses, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some tuna fish for the missus. Uh-huh. Okay, that is perfect then. I guess he has, uh, when do we, when do we go? It's, it's, I don't want to rush. Obviously, you, you're very busy people. Helped out me out tremendously. Just don't really want to stay here on Core Hall longer than we, we have to, right? We need to be here, unfortunately, uh, at least as long as it takes for the rest of the fleet to get back. Okay. Okay. I uh I think I'm just gonna stay in here, Mr. Snuggles. Makes sense. He is uh he's housebroken, he'll be fine. Uh Mr. S, excuse me. Just to make him a new tag. I have a question. Yes. Alex. So we keep the door to her room closed still? Probably by habit, but also she has this adjutant now. Right, which she's concerned about. Okay. Yeah. So Imogen is just assuming Snowball is locked up inside that room. She definitely doesn't want him to see that she has an adjutant. Right. Okay. Because, you know, what if he's a metallurgist and he can unencrypt stuff? Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing, I guess. If you get someone to help you, what are you going to do when they get to see whatever's on there? Yeah. That's why I like Lee June, because what is she going to do? <laughs> yeah, Lee June already knows a variety of things about Lily, so. This is true. Of course, you don't know exactly what's on there yet, so. Nope. It might be, you know, evidence of various war crimes you've committed. Who knows? Could be. I don't know if Lee Jun cares what I've done. But Also, I don't know that Lee Jun is in a position to do anything about it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't want to get into the blackmail game against Lee Jun, but Lee Jun is also in a delicate position. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't think she'd tell anybody. <laughs> Who's she going to tell? Right, like, she's not an upstanding citizen who's going to go and report you. Yes, that's definitely the case. But I trust her. Do you trust Lee Jun, don't you? I mean, we let, her, we let her hack the ship and stuff. That is true. I mean, we took her to the Cerberus base. That's true. She could have just taken your ship and left. True. But she didn't. Okay. I think actually late that evening is when, like, whatever you guys are doing, if you're, like, out at dinner, if you're just staying on the ship, trying to lay low kind of thing, there's, like, an all, not all points bulletin, but, like, all points broadcast of, uh, like, Victorious Liberators! with their tail between their legs. A propaganda broadcast goes out. The glorious demonstration of Terran might against the Zerg. And another... Like, if you, like, step outside, you're like, what the hell is that? It's on all the big screens. It's on all the big screens. It's like, proving that we can strike the Zerg anytime, anywhere! Victory parade tonight! And, like, up in the sky, you can see several battlecruisers are returning. The giant platform itself, obviously not. That doesn't move, really. But the sky is full of, like, military craft. We're coming back. And uh, things such as that. Yes, there is no mention of Tarsonis itself or successful liberation. <laughs> Just evidence that we can attack Zerg. Yes, there's a lot of that. We're back and we won something. Yep. Declared victory and left. Supposedly. <laughs> Good enough. Am I able to make another copy of this recording? Or to have Lily make a copy of this recording? Yeah, just give me an average computer's check. As I learned, you know, like, just making a recording of this, you know, sometimes stressful. It's not even easy. This is why Imogen destroyed those computers on Marsara. Uh, three successes and two threats. Okay. You're able to 
make a copy, but the audio quality is not as high. Okay. It was just like, it took up a lot of space and whatever format Captain Hawk had put it in, it was special like high density thumb drive or whatever, and you don't have that high density. For whatever reason. Is it slightly chipmunky? <laughs> yeah, it's slightly chipmunky, and it's like, it's not as high quality, so it's not as high fidelity. All right. I just want to be prepared, since I need to talk with Kate Lockwell. Yes. Uh, I would say, like, all those military vessels are coming back. You see the all points broadcast, the big giant, the big screens, the victory kind of thing. Doesn't say victory at Tarsonis, just victory, Dominion victory. Dominion 1, Zerg 0 kind of thing. And uh, Lily, you get a call from Durian. Durian? You all right? Yeah, well, a little, little tired. We uh, got out of there in a hurry. But uh, my, uh, my former squad, I'm, whew, I'm out, out again. Made it out. I made it out. I need a drink. Are you? Where are you? I'm coming over. Where are you? I'll, I'll come to you. I tell them where I am. Yeah, I mean, you're at your hangar with the science vessel. Or you can meet at a friendly local beer joint. I've, the name changes every time. Sure. Uh, how about the place that's just the brewery? Okay. All right, I'll be there in 30 minutes. All right. Uh, so we can flash right to that. How long does it take me to make a new ID? Probably several hours. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you want to make sure it's reasonably high quality. Yeah. Does she I... need any new base material? Not necessarily. Although, like... Piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, like your picture of you doesn't quite look as accurate anymore. You'll probably want to do one of those. Okay. Like, you'll probably just update the expiration date on it. That kind of thing. But no, I don't think... It doesn't consume a lot of raw materials. Okay, but it might take some time for me to go get a picture taken at Kinko's or whatever. It's something like that, or to rig up yourself. And, like, if you wanted to make a high, sufficiently high-quality one, like, you need to do some computer stuff to, like, get the right numbers. Okay. Because, like, oh, yeah, your citizen number is the same, but, like, each ID, when it gets updated, has a new number generated for it kind of thing. Right, right. So that's a little more challenging, but that makes it more high-fidelity. That it doesn't just look right. It has, like, a number that someone can look up somewhere and say, oh, yeah, that's an ID. Right. So it scans properly. That's okay. I'm getting beer. Beer first. <laughs> I prioritize getting cat food over making my ID. <laughs> you know, the cat food is very important, though. Treats before crime. <laughs> not a criminal. They have a special drink called not a... Not a thief. Not a thief. Oh, is that like a beer? Yeah, you know, some kind of beer or stout. Is a stout a kind of beer? I have no idea. I think so. Okay. I think there's like a whole line of them. There's the not a thief. There's like a not a carjacker. There's not a burglar. There's a, a separate line that is one large alcohol. <laughs> I'll just have the one large alcohol. One large alcohol, please. Is that a growler? Yep. It's that kind of place. Yeah, I believe it. But I'll probably go for the not a whatever. Let's say a cold fusion. Okay. You go there. Doreen arrives about the same time you do. They do not have cold fusions at them. Well, I give him a big old kiss. Yeah, he's he's super glad to see you. And I check him over. Does he have all his limbs? Yes, he's got all his limbs. Does he look injured or anything? I, I'm like, are you hurt? He's like, no, no, I'm totally, totally fine. Is he in civvies? Uh, yes, he is no longer in his power armor, nor is he in any kind of military outfit. He's actually, he's dressed far more casually than you normally see him. Like, he's very often in, like, professional looking in some way or another. Right. But it's very much the, like, I just got out of the military, so I don't have to dress up at all. He's got, you know, a day of facial hair growth, which he normally stays very clean shaven. He's like, freedom. I lay another kiss on him. Oh, yeah. And tell him it's so good to see you. <sighs> or I missed you, probably is what she would say. I, uh, you know, I missed you too. I am just so glad to be out. You know, I, glad I've done my time twice. Thank you so much. Or help me get out again. You know, got too much to live for to be doing that. Now, of course, I'm still gonna, you know, restart the Durians, but take the jobs that I choose to take. Well, yeah. It's your business. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking, you know, I should run a mercenary company, but I should also, like, part of the company should be a, a branded line of, uh, you know, equipment. Like, I'll start small with, like, a knife or something. Or maybe, like, a combat shield. I don't want to be, like, an arms manufacturer. But just like, you know, if it's a weapon that I trust and I think is good, you know, I, I put like the Endurian seal of approval or something on it. I don't know. What do you think, Lily? She's thinking about weapons now. <laughs> Does Big Daddies make good weapons or do they just make weapons? I mean, they sell a lot of guns. 
They got a huge inventory, I guess. But he you, he said not guns, but not guns. Well, I mean, maybe. Gotta have a little bit more notoriety before I can get up to there, I think. Like, a knife is easy, though. You could try out a bunch of knives? Yeah, yeah, whereas I don't replace my gun very often. He's <laughs> like, glazes over a little bit. You could find a store where they have a, like, some blacksmith? What do they call them? Knifery? <laughs> a, a knife knife maker? Uh, a knifist? I guess you could do a blacksmith? I think of knives being made in a factory, but I guess if it's, like, an artisanal knife. Is that, like, for butter and bread? Or for stabbing or stopping yourself from being stabbed. Also can open bottles. Yeah. You know, the right knife can help you out in a lot of situations. Actually, what kind of knife do you carry, Lily? I realize I never asked. I pull out my knife. It is a Big Daddy Browder's special. Hmm. Got at a gas station, not from a machine. Not from a machine? That's <laughs> 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 so you know it's quality. Yeah. Durian pulls his out. What does he have? His looks very much like a Bowie knife, if you're familiar with those. Uh, so it's not symmetrical. It's got like a, a blade that kind of curves up. And then on the other side, the blade doesn't curve the same way, sort of curves back. So you can sort of catch someone on a backswing as well. Okay. So it's very utilitarian. Yeah, I think mine had like some sort of edging, like a sportsman or fisher knife or something. But I don't know that much about knives. One large knife. <laughs> yeah, one large knife, please. It's a stout. <laughs> yep. And then you have some drinks, get some dinner. It's very nice. After Durian's like relaxed a little bit, he kind of leans in. He's like, you know, uh, your pal Snowball, uh, he was all right. But uh, I'm glad that he's able to be somewhere safe. <sighs> Not that you weren't doing a good job taking care of him, I'm sure. But other folks would have found him. They probably would have wanted to do something to him. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing raising him. How do you be a role model? <laughs> I don't know if I... I'm clearly not a good role model, because them fruit baskets... I made no progress with them. None whatsoever. You didn't have as long with them as they had with themselves. I suppose that's, you know, that's no excuse. They're still alive, aren't they? They are still alive, which is a major improvement, and they're, it counts as a special mission for them, too, so they're they're also getting out. I think you saved their lives with that. You know what? That's true. Maybe that's... I've done my part. Yeah. We'll see what they end up in next. I don't necessarily care to find out. I don't have to think about them anymore. Yeah, not your problem. Yeah, no. I told them I'd be happy to give them references somewhere else, but I'm not going to be hiring them. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say where I'd give them references to. Or how good they'd be. <laughs> I mean, like where I grew up, there was some uh, rival gangs. Uh, you know, I would consider recommending them to the, uh, the Disfrancistos. The other gang, who, even though that they're terrible liars and definitely thieves, you know, they're not such bad folk and they could use some hard workers. You do that to them? No, I wouldn't actually put them in a gang. No, I meant the gang. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to the gang is what she's saying. <laughs> he says, you know, I haven't thought about that since I, you know, I used to have so much hate, anger about it. Now I just don't care. So... Probably best just to leave that behind. If I start selling uh, branded knives, I don't think I want to deal with selling them to gangs. That's probably not a good, does not give your knife a good reputation. No, you, you'd want a good quality knife that's useful for protecting people. Maybe I could sell them to other mercenary companies. Someone who's got some war pigs. What kind of knives do they use? Did I see them having knives? They were more, more uh, the guns. They were more the guns, but they... Rocco, Jocko, Sacco, and Dot, or whatever. Robot was the other one. Robot. Uh, make a two purple knowledge Terran check. What do you remember about the war pigs? Two advantages and a failure. Yeah, you don't remember other than, like, yeah, Rocco, Jocko, Sacco, and Robot. And their armor. Yeah, they had really jacked up armor. You know, it was hard when you're just looking at their armor and their guns. Good to know. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep make sure to keep my uh, armor in good working condition. See what kind of mods I can get for it. Doesn't have to be regulation anymore. To getting out, she toasts. To getting out. Clink your glasses. Alive. <laughs> yeah. One piece even. Very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely... I'm gonna take some time off for a while. Just try to relax. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna eventually get back to the business. 
I had to drop several contracts in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, everyone did. Uh, so I'll try to pick some of those back up. Uh, what about you? What do you got lined up? Well, I think we gotta go to Marsara. Marsara? That's out of the way. Got a friend there that can probably help me with my AI. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Do you, do you two have jobs lined up? Is your, your, is your company going okay? We have jo- Wait, do we have a job? I don't... Yes, we're in the middle of one, actually. <laughs> uh, it's, you know you have, like, you, you owe Malorn something, and that's soonish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have jobs lined up. Imogen usually covers a calendar. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. We get by. That's good to hear. I mean, I'm, I can't imagine running a science specialist chief. No, it seems like I'm always breaking it. <laughs> well, that just means you're using it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how you land. I think you guys have a good evening. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? She's curious what he does for fun. What does Durian do for fun? She doesn't really know that much about him, actually. It's true. Like, what is he going to do with his time off? Oh, he says that he's going to go to, like, a, a sports club kind of place. He wasn't, like, much of a gym rat, but he would really enjoy, like, playing street basketball or trying out some other sport, like squash or something he's heard about. So he's going to, he's going to like try to stay fit, but try out different things that way is what he wants to do. See what kinds of things he likes. Yeah. He, you know, he likes playing sports. Yeah. But he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to do that. And he physically works out in his job. Right. So he's not, not super paranoid about doing it all the time, but he's going to try out some unusual sports, he says. Anything you recommend? Axe fighting. (laughs) I mean, Lily doesn't really do a lot of non-combat. I mean, I don't know. Well, what, what do you do to relax? Besides, you know, enjoying a drink. I sharpen my knives. You know, that's practical. That's useful. Meditative. You know, I don't think she really does anything else besides, start, like, take care of her equipment in her and downtime. her pets when she has pets. She does some shopping. Usually, yeah, take care of whatever pet I've acquired. <laughs> what, did you, did you get a new pet recently? I'm between pets. Well, okay, if there's a kind of... Uh, Critter, you like, you know, let me know. I'll keep an eye out. All right. <laughs> I guess her hobby seems to be like trying to forge paperwork nowadays. I think she's just like, mostly I work. I mean, that's good. But make sure you take off some time, you know, not just to relax with me, but to like just take off some time for yourself, too. Uh, if you're interested in weird critters, I know out in the uh, wastes of Gore Hall, there's sort of scorpion-like things called scantids. Uh-huh. But they grow to be pretty big. But they're not Zerg, even though they're like, they're big and bug-like. They're much, much more docile than Zerg. Can you fit one in your room? Uh, until it grows too big. <laughs> Maybe if you control its diet or something, I don't know. What would you feel if I had one in my room? Uh, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I think that'd be an improvement over certain other pets you've had. <laughs> yes, a venomous scorpion. That I can understand. That makes sense. That's fair, that's fair. Lily doesn't really know what she does. She Maybe she'll have to try sports. You know, it's worth a try, but I, uh, I'm i definitely just taking some time off. Good. Then maybe me and Durian go shopping for knives. Find him a good source. Shopping for knives at like 8 p.m. at night. Yeah, we can just walk around look at stores. There's like victory parades going on everywhere. <laughs> we go to the parade. So like, it's very busy. Picture like Times Square right after like World War II. Like, clearly a lot of this was pre-planned. Yeah. But that is the mood that they are trying to set. Yeah. I think you two just have a nice evening. Imogen, do you get up to any hijinks? Otherwise, we can flash forward you guys heading to Marsara. I need to arrange an appointment with Kate Lockwell. Oh, that's right. You gotta talk to Kate. <laughs> I have a date. What are you doing? Oh, just plotting the downfall of the Empire. But, you know, you go right ahead and find out what hobbies your boyfriend likes. Yeah. I- Imogen's gotta keep working. Yep. Okay. You call up Kate. She has your number. She recognizes it. She's like, you okay? Things were hectic there at the end. Hi. Are you back on Corhol? I am. Did you find what you were looking for? This is a conversation better had in person. Uh, yes. I know a place we can meet. Uh, she gives you a place to meet at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Uh, like an out of the way, almost an alleyway. Like outside the Broken Clock Cafe. Okay. I leave a note taped to Lily's door saying where I'm going. Okay. And I let Frank know that I'm going out. I know he's just staying in the ship, but he should know that I'm not going to be around. Okay. 
he he appreciates that. He doesn't offer any resistance or anything. Okay. Then I make sure my gun is loaded. <laughs> Swig of whiskey, make sure you're loaded. <laughs> Put in a fedora and trench coat and head out the door. Have a shout of smoothie. <laughs> I'm not going with the intent of shooting Kate. I'm no, going... I understand. It just has a very noir yeah. aspect to it. She has her avocado toast and her kombucha and she's ready to go. <laughs> I mean, when we went to the store to get the tuna, you know, we did pick up some avocados also. It's true. It's true. Okay. Give me a cool check as you approach that location. It is like later at night now, so it's not very busy. This is not a super busy part of town. Uh, It's still in the nice part of town, but one of the like darker alleyways. Uh, So make a two purple cool check. Success with two advantages. No one gives you any trouble. Some drunk stumbles by, uh, but doesn't interact in any way. Do you get there early, right at time? Do you care? I would like to be in a position to watch Kate arrive, and then I'll arrive. Okay, so you get into that area earlier in order to watch. Yeah. I would like then a, like a stealth check for you to hide, because you don't want Kate to see you watching, correct? Unless you're okay with Kate seeing you just hanging out near the location, but not at it. Yeah, I was trying to think if it could be a more social chameleon thing than a actual hide-behind-a-garbage-can thing. Then you have to have some sort of disguise. Well, I have this fedora. <laughs> I'm willing to give you a blue dye for, you know, trench coat fedora. I have the ridiculous outfit. You could just borrow that. <laughs> the purple. What ridiculous outfit is this? It was in the closet with that adjutant. Oh, right. Yes. I found it in the vault. Forgot about that. I mean, if you want to borrow the clothes. All right. Yeah. So purple fedora. With a white feather. White feather, trench coat. Yep. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I would like a like a skullduggery check then. Okay. That's better than stealth. This is gonna be a red and a purple. I'll spend on this. Kate's not easily fooled. But don't forget your blue dye for purple hat. Sadly the blue dye does not push over to success. It is a failure with one advantage. A failure with one advantage. So perhaps she does see and recognize, but she doesn't, like, take offense at it. I think that is correct. Like, she, clearly, she's approaching, like, five minutes ahead of schedule. You hear, like, the clack of her heels. She is not disguised, but she's also, like, not obvious. She kind of has a hat or pulled down, but you can recognize who she is. Uh, she approaches the alleyway. She sees you. Doesn't nod or anything, but just, like, looks to the alley. She clearly makes eye contact with you, though. All right. Can I just make some sort of perception thing to make sure she wasn't followed? How about a vigilance check? Okay. Two purples and a black, because it is dark. Success with three advantages. You feel very comfortable that no one is watching you unless they're, like, literally cloaked. Okay. Not outside the realm of possibility here, but... That is true. Uh, If you want to sense living beings, you can do that. I think I will. Okay. I will give you a blue die since you you had those advantages... Uh, You can recover some strain as well, if you wish. Two threats, but five successes. Okay. You are confident there is no living being within short range. Always with the threats. What are you doing with these threats? Two threats, two threats. I will say you will take two black dice to whatever the next psionic thing you try to do. So, like, if you want to read Kate's mind, for example, or something like that. Okay. You managed to redirect the energies... Instead of, you know, into your bloody nose or sweaty brow, uh, it just kind of becomes a general interference. And so things are psionically hazy, ask again later. (laughs) But you'll have to clear that blockage somehow at some point in the future. Okay. I think of it as accidentally setting up some of that, like, reverb on myself. I think that makes sense. It's it's like, whoa. uh, And, like, you can tell, like, it's there. You've sort of encased yourself in it a bit. All right. I move into the alley to meet with Pete. Did you come alone? Like, her hat is, like, still down. I. So what'd you get? I have a copy of the recording, but I couldn't get the adjutant itself. Copy is good. Had certified adjutant. Would have been better, even a confederate one. Unfortunately, Captain Hawk was not willing to give it up. That's understandable. A pretty valuable thing. Did you find out what her... Why? Was she planning... You said she wasn't willing to give it up, so just talk to her? Did you take this from her? She was looking to move it herself. Okay. She was 
meeting with some Kelmorian mercenaries. Oh, like now her like flipbook is out. There's a Kelmorian angle on this. Hammer Securities. They're a big merc company. Rumor is they've been trying to get Dominion contracts. That's interesting. So, uh, story's got a lot of angles on this. Can I hear the recording now? You have like a little player you could. Yeah. Turn the volume very low. Yeah. Yes, I'll, I'll play it for her. You play it. It's that Minx going over, and this is the this is like your low quality version. Yeah, because if the low quality version is acceptable to her, then that's what I'll give her. Because I'd rather the high quality go to Jimmy. Okay, that makes sense. She listens to that. She's like, "Yeah, that's, that's definitely the Emperor. the The quality is going to make it a little tough to sell, and I, I'm not going to be able to move on this right away." That's fair. And I got to be real careful with this. You know, if there's things you need to corroborate. I understand. There's going to be some. I'm going to have to follow up with Hammer. And I gather you don't want to or yourself associated with any of this. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know that it helps you. That this information came from a Umojin immigrant. Uh, that would only stir up the pot even more. Aye, it's a Kelmorian Umojin conspiracy then. How about this? The information came from a Dominion employee. I was still working for your government when I got it. That's true. Inside source. That could prompt a witch hunt. Gotta be careful how this is played. I trust that you know your own business. I do. I don't have that much authority, particularly for something that is, frankly, as seditious, however true, as this. Let me caution you that the story might break itself if you don't break it soon. Hmm. There's other people who want to hear this, and they might have the military back in to do something about it. I would like a charm check. Mainly just, like, make sure this doesn't come off as, like, coercive. Right. I was thinking, like, streetwise, but I'm happy to do charm instead. Oh, you know what? Streetwise is actually very good. I like that. Curses! Why did I say that? A red and two purples. I'm gonna upgrade because my streetwise is not as good. Yes, I am not uh, intending to be threatening her. Yes. Maybe not even, like, threatening, but, like, oh, you're she better do this quickly or someone else is going to scoop her kind of thing. Not a threat on her life. Right. I have, I have a failure with one advantage. She's a little, like, frustrated. She's like, are you, are you giving this to someone else, too? I thought I, I was getting the scoop here. How many people know about this? I will reply to that, that Mensk is, isn't the only voice on that recording. Like, she listens again. Uh, is that... What's his name? James Rayner? Aye. Isn't it... Some do-gooder outlaw? I'm surprised that she's not better informed as to uh, what the Raiders are. But maybe she buys too much of the Dominion propaganda. I don't have time to research every fringe militia group. I'm aware they helped evacuate some planet. Uh, that was under assault by Zerg. That was very good work. He's also a very wanted criminal. who apparently was part of Mink's inner circle, and then there was some sort of betrayal backstage. I don't know. Kind of sounds like this was it, but... His group is also responsible for destroying the Ion Cannon in Tarsonis, which some say is why we lost control of the planet completely to Deserg. So, I don't know. Deserg, that Mensk summoned. That is what it sounds like, yes. I'm just, I need to put out there the kinds of questions that skeptical people are going to put there is that, well, Mensk probably had control of it until James Rayner ruined it. That's what they're going to say. That's why I need to follow up on this, check more resources, get more information. So, don't expect a report next week, is what I'm saying. You also didn't know what Hawk was going to do with it, right? At the time that Hawk and I parted ways, she was in agreement for me to give it to Rainer on the condition that Rainer's group hire Hammer Securities. That was the payment that she wanted. She wants Hammer Securities to, like, get more jobs so that she can have personal power. Yeah. Yeah, but there, she still has the adjutant and... That's the other person that has. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the thing worried was, about who you're going to give it to. Well, <laughs> the thing was, like, I was the go-between person between her and Rainer. Right. So I guess I don't have to reserve the cleanest copy for Rainer because Rainer will get the adjutant. I should clarify, like, you don't know that Rainer's going to get the adjutant. Captain Hawk seemed to be giving the adjutant to Hammer Securities to, like, gain position within them. Okay. I realize this is not super clear. Okay, then I will keep my higher fidelity version. Okay. I thought I understood that Rainer was going to get the adjutant out of it. I apologize for that confusion. 
Okay. Ah, we didn't really know what Hawk was going to do with it. Something with Hammer Security, but Kate's worried that you're going to give the thing away. You're not the one with the actual adjutant. Yeah. But, I mean, that's up to you if you want to say that or not. I mean, I told Kate that Hawk wouldn't give up the adjutant to me, so. Yeah. Yeah, so Kate's a little frustrated, but she's very appreciative that you were able to recover this. This is a big story, uh, but it's going to take me time to put together a report carefully and put together a report carefully in a way that doesn't get me, I don't know, disappeared, as uh, can happen. Plus, I'm just generally busy with all the victory reports. Our victorious, you know, retreat. I would like to make a charm check so that what I want to say does not come off the wrong way. Okay. Do you want to hear what I have to say first, or do you want me to roll? Yes, I I would like to hear what you have to say. I brought this information to Kate. Kate did not ask me to get this information. I brought this information to Kate because I thought if anybody was able to get it out through journalistic sources, it would be her. But I don't need for that to happen. It was essentially like icing on the cake. I was going for the adjutant anyway. Right. I'm not going to say that to her, that I have another motive for gaining that information. She doesn't know, need to know that I have a contract with the Queen of Blades. Right, right. But essentially, it's inappropriate for her to be admonishing me about what I do with the information that I possessed. Okay, okay. That I brought to share with her. Okay, so you, you're just trying to like clarify if I were like, look, I got this. I'm sharing it with you. Kind of like take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. If it's too hot for her, fine. The sector needs to know this stuff, and there's other okay. There's other channels. This information will get out. Okay. This is a red and two purples, but take a blue die. Particularly when you say, like, if it's too hot for her, like, this information needs to get out. You're pushing her buttons a little bit. Okay. I am going to spend my last story point. I'm not trying to get her disappeared. <laughs> there's a scary number of threats on these dice, but... A lot of them actually got canceled out. All the negative dice all came up with double threats. Could have been worse. Three successes and two threats. Okay. Uh, you're going to take some strain. Because Kate is still like a little frustrated, but like she appreciates, like, I understand you didn't have to do this. You put a lot on line to get this. I will do what I can to get it out. All right. Then uh, I hand over the inferior recording. Okay. She accepts that. She tucks it away. She just advises, I'll leave first if you don't mind. Wait five minutes, then get out of here. Four hours ahead. Heels clack away. It's raining, of course. She walks past a streetlight. Like, this section of town where Lily and Dorian are having dinner. Beautiful weather. The moon is shining down. Oh, it's glorious. Having a great time. We're walking through the parade. Oh, yeah. A lot of people saluting. A lot of drinking going on. Meanwhile, part of town that Imogen is in. The dark night in a city that never sleeps. It's little Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that is all you have to worry about for that evening. Then. All right. Today we have a special announcement a new campaign. For the next year, StarCraft Fraud Investigators will continue to enter our feed at the start of each week, but will be occupying only the odd-numbered episodes of Dicey Stories. The even-numbered episodes, which will enter our feed mid-week, will feature a new series, Wesnoth, Echoes of Invasion, played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the mythic Game Master emulator. It's based on the video game, The Battle for Wesnoth. Here's a taste of what that adventure holds. Thirty-some years ago, the lich Mal Ravenal and his undead hordes were beaten back from the gates of Weldon. In the intervening decades, the human kingdom Wesnoth has recovered under the benevolent rule of King Conrad II. Of course, all of this is irrelevant to two young elves simply looking to see the world and avoid responsibilities in their small forest, isn't it? Echoes of Invasion focuses on its two young protagonists, exploring the themes of belonging, healing, responsibility, judgment, and legacies. It leans heavily on Genesis's social mechanics, particularly motivation facets. We hope you'll join us for Echoes of Invasion, premiering soon on Dicey Stories. Our music is sampled from Return to Wesna by Matthias Westland, aka West.
licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Wesnoth project. Visit them at wesnoth.org. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.